Know Your Place Life and Society in Medieval Mullermast. New buildings and architectural styles were not the only innovations that the Anglo Normans brought to Mullermast. They also introduced an entirely new system of society. The Irish kings, crowned atop Mastu, ran their territories based on a system called clientship. Their power had been built on a network of obligations and the control of resources, particularly cattle. When an Irish king died, the reins of power passed to their elected successor, the Tornishta. That system was transformed by the Anglo-Normans. For these newcomers, land was the currency they valued above all else. On the death of an Anglo-Norman lord, all they had gained in life passed to their eldest-born son, a system known as primogenitor. This system of governance that they brought from across the Irish Sea had long since taken hold all across medieval Europe. It was known as feudalism. The heart of the feudal system was the granting of land in return for military service. At the top of this feudal pyramid was the King of England. Using his royal prerogative, he divided lands among his most important followers. These were powerful lords like William Marshall, who held sway over Leinster in the early days of Mullamast village. In turn, these great lords subdivided their territories among their own liegemen, a process known as subinfeudation. Using this method, the Anglo-Normans quickly stamped their authority over vast swathes of medieval Ireland. The land and property these nobles held was valued using a unit called a knight's fee. For each knight's fee, they were to provide a knight for 40 days' royal service every year, or pay an equivalent sum, known as scutage. The entire lordship of Leinster was valued at a hundred knights. Manors like Mullamast, with its own lord, tenants and manorial court, were the basic property unit of this feudal system. Though no records survive, it was probably valued at up to one knight's fee. For the poorest in society, such differences between the Irish system and feudalism mattered little. Regardless of whether their lord was Irish or Anglo-Norman, they were condemned to a life of servitude. But no matter your status, whether high-born or low, the arrival of the Anglo-Normans at Mullamast brought more than a new system of lordly governance. They were here to colonise. Local Irish communities were evicted to make way for new settlers brought from England. Of the handful of Mullamass residents whose names survive, all are English or of English extraction. What then became of the Irish? Many left the area completely or would have been pushed to the margins. A few remained and adopted English surnames and culture, hoping to build a new life for themselves and their families. Others went to work for their new lords as unfree tenants. A semblance of the community they had once known may have survived in nearby Moon, where one of the areas became known as Irish Town. But as the decades turned to centuries, the English character of Mullamast and Kildare slowly changed. 
New Irish families arrived and the old English families began to adopt Irish manners, customs and culture, a process known as Gaelicisation. Eventually, by 1550, the majority of County Kildare was once again described as being Irish. A late medieval visitor to the manorial village of Mullamast would have encountered a wide range of people. Many had likely come from England, attracted to the new settlement by promise of fewer obligations to their lord and the hope of modest social advancement. But even among the peasantry, society was stratified. Towards the top were Mullamast's free tenants, who held land direct from the lord in return for rent or military service. Close to them were the farmers, who leased lands in exchange for rent and labour. Next on Mullamast's social scale were the gavelers and cottiers, who held their lands at the will of the lord and who had still larger rent and labour obligations. But at least all of these groups were free. At the very bottom were the unfree tenants, known as Beta, who were Anglo-Norman Ireland's equivalent of serfs. Permanently bound to the land, they had little prospect of advancement. These unfortunate people earned their keep solely through labour and lived and died at the whim of the Lord who governed almost every aspect of their existence. <laughs> 